Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Romans chapter 11, verses 25 through 32. And it's Friday's podcast, so that means Philip is with me today. Philip, how are you doing, sir? Doing well. Philip, it is great to see you, my man. Good to see you, too. It's good to be seen. Yes, sir, it is. It's great. And uh, today we tackle um, a passage that's not for the light of heart. I told Philip it's not on purpose that we always get the difficult passage on Friday. I'm not trying to to use and abuse Philip's uh, biblical expertise, but it is nice to have him to help us navigate these difficult passages. Uh, He is so well prepared and always has just insight today. He's going to have great insight in this passage, too. I'm going to read the passage really quick. Remember, there's the big question about Israel. You know, what about God's promises to Israel? There's there's huge questions about the nation of Israel that are running through this passage. And let me read it to you. Then we're going to kind of stage the question and get some insight into what really is this passage all about? We don't want you to get uh, lost in the weeds. So many people make that mistake with this. We want you to get something from this and to get some meaning that maybe Paul's trying to convey to us. And that way we don't get lost and kind of wander off the path. But let's look at these verses real quick. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience. So they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that you may have mercy on all. Now, really quick, if you look at commentaries across the board, they're going to give you different options. I'm going to just read to you some of the different options, and then we're going to launch into a discussion of a better way, really, to understand this passage. It's a lot simpler. But in verse 26, it comes up, this idea, all Israel will be saved. So some people say, well, who is Israel? Well, some would say Israel is a combined cohort of elect Jews and Gentiles together. Some would say an elect group within ethnic Israel, and some would just say the whole of ethnic Israel. Some would say that. Some would say that the next big question, when does Israel get saved? There's a question people are asking. Some folks say across the history of the church's mission and outreach to Israel. Some would say immediately before the second coming, and some would say during the second coming. So as you survey commentaries, you're going to see all kinds of different opinions. Then the third big question that comes up that commentaries try to answer with this passage would be, how does Israel get saved? First, could be through Jesus, the Messiah. Is that the only way that Israelites are saved is putting their faith in Jesus? Another way would be through a miraculous act at the second coming where God just does some miraculous thing and they're saved. Or through the Mosaic covenant and the sacrifices of the Old Testament. Well, Philip, before we came on, was, was talking to me about this passage, and he used two words, and it made a lot of sense to me and really uh, cleared up some muddy water for me. And Philip, those two words you said to me were mystery 
and mercy. Do you mind elaborating on, on what you meant by that? Sure. Uh, there at the beginning of this particular section, and they have some significance in understanding what's going on. The first word, mystery, is associated with the apocalypse. And there's almost always, even in Paul's writings, dealing with the end times, what's going to happen in the final, final days. And so Paul obviously is making some reference to the final days. The second word is mercy, and you notice that it's repeated over and over again. And it's, it's Paul's way of describing the salvation that's going to come from God. Now, what we know about mercy is that uh, mercy is God's prerogative. God extends mercy to whomever he wants. Sometimes that's misunderstood, and people think that this is a scattering thing, that God just indiscriminately uh, picks one, doesn't pick the other to give this mercy. And that uh, doesn't seem to follow God's pattern at all. God's pattern has always been based on faith and obedience, always, through all the scriptures. And so the mercy that's extended is not something that's just frivolous. It's something that's decided by God. The criteria for giving mercy is God's domain. His criteria. He's decided what you have to do or, or what it means for you to get the mercy. And he, Paul makes it clear. If you go back to the, to the earlier part of this chapter, he talks about the olive tree. And uh, the, the point is that there's the Jews lose out. Their branches fall out. The Gentiles are put in in the Jews' place. And then thirdly, the final stage is that some of the Jews will then be put in as well. So you have Jews, Gentiles, Jews. So when Paul is in this chat, talking about what's happening in these verses that we're looking at, he's simply saying the, the Jews had first opportunity, but they didn't take it. And that made it open to the Gentiles. And the preachers that went out, the Jews rejected them, so they went to the Gentiles instead. And so that was the grafting in of the Gentiles. But it, the day is coming, he's saying, when the Jews also will receive mercy. And that will be at the end time. How that works out, we don't know. Paul didn't say. But this we do know. The criteria for mercy doesn't vacillate. The criteria for mercy is always the same. And so whatever criteria is necessary for the Jews at the beginning, when they fell out of the tree and it was turned to the Gentiles, and whatever a criteria was given to the Gentiles, the same criteria is going to be given to the Jews. And we know what that criteria is because it says there's no name given under heaven whereby men can be saved except through Jesus the Jews had to believe in Jesus. They rejected him. The Gentiles had to believe in Jesus. Many of them accepted him. And obviously Paul is saying the day is coming when Jews will again accept Jesus. There will be a time when they will accept Jesus. When is that? We don't know because we don't know when the end is. And that's why it's, that part is the mystery. We don't know when that's going to happen. But we're told in the parable of the tree, of the olive tree, that it's going to happen. 
Jews, Gentiles, Jews. And we're told in this particular situation that we have Romans, that we have Jews, Gentiles, and then Jews again at the end time, once the number of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Now, there are those who would try to take that number to mean that there's a specified number when that number is reached, say like 144,000, right. and that's the end. Nobody else is going to be saved. But then that wouldn't work because you have to add it. We don't know how many Jews are going to be saved. And I think it's pretty obvious to most scholars that when he says all of Israel, he doesn't mean every individual. He means it in the collective sense that the Israel that was created and the new Israel that's created contains the saved. But not all of the Gentiles are saved and not all the Jews are going to be saved because the criteria is that you believe in Jesus and obey his commands. And not every Jew would, has done that and not every Gentile has done that. Right. And God's not changing his plan just because we wish to be rebellious. That's been the, the this whole story of Romans. And also I mentioned here earlier in Hebrews, where the Hebrew people are trying to, Christians are trying to go back under the law and and uh, go back to the priesthood of old and all of that. And the Hebrew writer keeps telling them, you can't do that. That's gone. Right. You can't be saved that way. It's been finished. It's been taken care of. There's a new covenant. You can only be saved under the new covenant. And, uh, and, and so there's no way to get Jews saved in this passage in Romans outside of the gospel. Amen. And, and, I mean, that and, and that's what Paul said. I mean, I, I mentioned it to you, and this makes sense, doesn't it? Paul wrote to the Galatians and said, I'm astonished that you would try to go back under some other gospel, under the old way. What in the world is wrong with you? There's only one gospel that saves. Now, he wouldn't come along in Romans and contradict that <laughs> and say, well, the Jews don't have to obey the gospel. And that makes um, no sense at all. No sense at all. It's crazy. And I want to just say really quick, too, while you mentioned Hebrews, I want to recommend to the listeners, Philip has dealt with this in depth with the book of Hebrews. He did a blog post today on Hebrews 12, if I'm correct. And so if you're interested in this further conversation about Jew, Gentile, the new covenant, and how that works, I would encourage you to go to the show notes and you're going to find a link to that. You can go and look and read that material about the book of Hebrews because you're going to find a lot that kind of dovetails. Philip made mention before that Hebrews in another podcast, that a lot of Hebrews and Romans goes together, the arguments. I want to say that to our listeners is a really good source and you'll find that link today in today's uh, podcast. But also, Philip brings up a great point that it makes no sense. Some would say there are people out there that would say, that the Jews will be saved through the Mosaic law somehow, that there's a different type of dispensation for them than it is for other people. And that is just really, I don't mean this to sound harsh, but it's nonsense in so many ways. As Philip's already mentioned, why would Paul advocate for a change of the way we receive mercy? Think of Paul's own life experience. If the Old Testament law was good enough for an ethnic Jew, why would he suffer the beatings in the synagogue and the ridicule from his countrymen that he went through. I mean, he went through a lot of links to, to teach to them faith in Christ. 
And it would just violate the whole message of the Bible to me that you've got scripture pointing ahead that Jesus is the climax of all the covenants made to the nation of Israel. It's all pointing toward him. Uh, Philip also helped me a long time ago uh, with some teachings on seeing Jesus in every part of the Old Testament. And uh, so he got me turned on to that idea. And so I kind of went crazy with that, but it was good because you see Jesus in so much of the old covenant that it's pointing toward him. So I, I full, fully agree. I think what you've said makes sense. Mystery. Okay. There's something before the end of time, Paul's saying that there will be some turning of the Jews and they're going to receive mercy, but that's going to be, they're going to turn to Jesus. It's not going to be some special dispensation for them or some special plan just for Jews. They're going to come to faith just like we did. But that seems to be his his hope, isn't it, Philip, for his people? Yes. And, you know, he even says earlier in, in the book, I, I, my whole hope for Israel is that it will come to, <clears throat> to accepting Christ. He's, he's never advocating that the Jews are going to get there through Jewism. I mean, the whole book of Romans is to say no. <laughs> In no, Hebrews, you'd have to throw there. Hebrews out of your Bible, too. Judaism. You, you can't get there through the old law. You can't. It's been nailed to the cross. And the only, only avenue left is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way the Jews are going to be saved. True. Uh, so, now how that's going to come about, I don't know. If you had said to the Jews, prayer to Christ, prior to Christ, if you'd said to the Jews, the Gentiles are going to be brought in. They would have laughed in your face. They would have said, no way. But it happened. Now, Paul is saying that the Jews are going to be brought in. So we can't sit here and say, I don't see how that's going to happen. What's well, a good point. It really is a good point. I've never really thought about it that way, that it'd be very ludicrous for to sit back and make the same mistake of the Jews and go, there's no way the Jews are going to come in. There's no way. Um, to, to, to doubt God's plan would be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah, and he's made it, in this chapter, he's made it twice. He's made it twice. First with the olive trees. The Jews fell out. The Gentiles got in. Then the Jews get back in. Right. That is his point. And, the, and, and I mean, that's just... Uh, I don't see how you can I don't see how you can avoid understanding that he doesn't mean that they're going to get there by some strange and new way. It's just that they're going to change their thinking. They are going to wake up to the good to the good news. And that would, uh, it only makes sense because Jesus is their Messiah. He is their hope. I mean, why else would there? Why would they turn to any other message than that? He is the Messiah. He is the hope of Israel. And the Old Testament is about, a lot of it's about this messianic hope um, that they have in Christ. So it would be ludicrous to think that they're going to be saved in, in some other way. And so what I've loved about today is this is a very difficult passage, but this is a way to understand it with these two terms, mystery and mercy. And so when you read this, I hope those words stick in your mind. And you're asking the question, okay, the mystery is, we, we don't totally know what Paul means about this, this turning of the Jews at the end. I mean, we, we can't give you a year. We can't tell you exactly how that's going to look. We just know it's there. It's a mystery. And we're being honest to the text. 
but we can know for sure the mercy part. We know how people are going to be saved. And that gives us comfort as we, we, we read to this passage that gives so many people concern and pause and that they kind of run from this and they don't want to look at it. But we can rest assured that the message of the Bible is true all the way through, that the only way to be saved is through Jesus. Just as Philip mentioned earlier, as it's quoted in the book of Acts, there's only one name under heaven which men can be saved, and that's Christ Jesus. Philip, as we're closing out, you got any last comments for today? Or? Well, I, I would say, you know, that there's, a, there's an inference here that the Gentiles were beginning to think that uh, they got it rejected the Jews and, and made them the special people like the Jews thought they got it, made them the special people and rejected the Gentiles. And so that Paul is writing to say, hold on, hold on. It is true that you were grafted in. They, they got kicked out because of their unbelief, the Jews. But he says to them back in that olive tree story, you'll be cut off too. If you, if you practice unbelief, you'll be cut off too. That's a chilling he warning. Went, huh? That's chilling, that warning. Yes. And so he said, you'll be cut off. But he said, if the Jews don't continue in unbelief, see that? If they don't continue in unbelief, I'll graft them back in. Yeah. There's that mercy part. That's what's going to happen. But it's not that they're, the Jews did not suffer unbelief of the Old Testament. They suffered unbelief of Jesus. Amen. And so it's the Jesus that they have to come to believe in. And when they do, mercy will be applied to them. So that just makes a lot of sense. It really does. People that get tripped up with this and drive this to say, that they're going to be saved through the Mosaic law. It just, there's all, it's wrought with difficulty. You've got all kinds of issues. You got issues with most of the new Testament actually. Um, but uh, Philip, this, this was wonderful today and I appreciate it. And these two words we used help me. I know if it helped me, we've been reading all these commentaries and stressing out about this podcast. I know it's helped everyone else too. And I want to say thank you. Well, I hope I, help <laughs> well, you did and didn't make the water muddier no you didn't it was this was good and um philip i'm always thankful for the time we have together and we are both thankful for our listeners uh that that tune in and, and listen to the podcast and give us great feedback i just love uh, the feedback we get the questions we get and uh, i i don't know i'm humbled by that but uh we look ahead to next week monday we'll be back with our psalm Philip, next week we tackle Romans 12, so it won't be as difficult, but it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. All right, brother. Philip, you have a great, great weekend. If it gets any more difficult than this passage, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be tough. As, as I used to have a coach that said, we have been in the woods and we, we have seen the bear. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> All right, you have a great weekend. You too. God bless you, my friend. Yeah.